0: Welcome to Women Flavors, a show run by powerful college women who are also part of the United Women of Color Club at Ohlone College. Every episode, we give different opinions on issues relating to women all around the world. In today's episode, come meet us. We talk about our goals and who we are. Don't forget to follow our Instagram and Twitter for more information, at Ohlone, U-W-O-C. back to this week's podcast this episode is going to be on what social media does to women's self esteem and some positive advice given after that but first how was everyone's weekend my weekend um, was stressful <laughs> oh, i feel like some finals are coming up like every all the due dates are around the same time and i'm like doing homework 24 7 but mother's day was fun how about you guys? Oh my god. I pulled, I pulled like two all nighters and I'm so tired. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever pulled an all nighter. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> take 17 minutes. Don't do <laughs> it. It's not oh worth it. Oh my god. For what classes? Four art class, one history, one English. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty stressful. My guys sound really stressful. I relate to what you're saying. I, I feel like all of my due dates are piling up within this week and next week, and it's just really overwhelming, especially because everything is online right now, so it makes it more difficult. I think everyone is online for for everything, Instagram, Snapchat. Everyone is just so active on social media now. Is anyone else, like, waking up late for, like, online slides because I have. I already missed so many days. <laughs> Honestly, I have been. I've been relying on the fact that they re- record the lectures and I just go back and rewatch them. See, I'm not over that. I rather just watch it in real time and like keep my schedule kind of the same to what it used to be normal. Thinking that it was going to go back to normal but obviously it's never going yeah. But I think I'm just past the point of waking up late and accepting so much that I'm starting to wake up at like an earlier time now. I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> Caroline. I'm hoping that <laughs> <I'm hoping> happens <that laughs> today <I'm laughs> because i was living in Like for my 9 a class, I was up at 850 or 852. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> now I have to get dressed. I have to set up my you get dressed either. and everything? <laughs> okay, you yes. get class, Well, girl... As a woman, to put the bra on, so I have to put on my bra, put on a nice shirt, and then you know, hey, turn on your camera. Yes, we have an ASL class. Oh, that's That's right. right. I have to have my bra on and not look like a bum. Yeah, honestly, I'd be brushing my teeth like at the beginning of class and everything. Like I do my morning routine during class. (laughs) That sounds nice. (laughs) That that would be nice. So then I can just have it right there, and now I can get ready. Yeah, no, I don't have time. I have literally three minutes. <laughs> All right, guys, let's okay. jump right in to the topic of self-esteem. I don't know about you guys, but when I, like, found out that we were doing this topic, I immediately thought about TikTok. Do you guys have a TikTok? No, so, I don't. Yes. Yeah. There are okay. certain reasons why I do not have that and this mm-hmm. is yeah and also i probably will never log on to the app but i hear there's a lot of drama with body shaming and yeah i feel like it's all body shaming yeah mm-hmm. I, I just i'm not here for it to be honest i know like the first time i downloaded it i was like oh my god but then it's so addicting at the same time that like i i stay on it you and know what i feel like I I do agree. I think it's also conflicting. But at the same time, I feel like many of the girls, probably a touchy subject, but many of the girls who go on there and are doing some of the dances that are too provocative for them. And they're right. like 18 years old. And yeah. people watching it, there is people going to be commenting about the way that they look. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, in such a diverse age, you shouldn't have to worry about. But obviously, there's people who are 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old, who are shaming young girls. It's so sad. Yeah, that's so true. It is. That's
1: hate, a really good
0: point. Mm-hmm. What I hate is when it's actually like women mm-hmm. that are hating and not like educating them. I think that mm-hmm. would be like, I, for personally me, if I saw that and if it was really such a big deal, i just message them privately. And not put it as a comment or, you know, make it a big deal mm-hmm. in front or of them. Try others. to embarrass them. Exactly. But I feel think like a lot of these negative comments are also causing people on TikTok to have to make additional videos and have to, like, kind of explain themselves. And yes. I just think that's really wrong and no one should have to be doing that or explaining themselves. I've been seeing a lot of people give hate on how people are, like, taking care of their animals. Or just like like you said with the dances too. Like they're just getting a lot of pay for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time um, I'm kind of just like where for some of the dances that are being recorded and put on social media. I'm just like what do your parents think about that? You know? Obviously everyone's going to have their own opinion on what you're doing but what do your parents think about that because all they want to do half the time is protect your kids but they're not controlling the situation first. I think it's just being normalized right now. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think for me, like kids right now, especially in this generation, kids are being like exposed to the internet really early, mm-hmm. too early, and with some yeah. of, like unrealistic expectations. For sure, and then, yeah. When they're called out on it, they are super super defensive and they act like, oh no, what I'm doing is right, but where like, some of us are trying to educate you, like, no, this is wrong. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you guys could kind of relate to this, but I remember getting my first social media account and I was fairly young, I think I was in middle school, and there's kids who are in like fourth grade, third grade, who like have an Instagram, who have a Snapchat, mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't think that's right because at that young of an age, you don't really know what's right from wrong. You have you have some sense of what's right and wrong, but not about social media standards and what to say, what to post, what not to post. And obviously body shaming is something that they don't know about. and It's a whole entire thing that is like being put out as like a disease And all these girls are getting hate because of the way that they look when they are literally 14, 15 years old. For sure. I don't know if you guys relate to this, too. But like when I was younger, I was never really worried about like my body or anything like I've always been happy with my body. And then I see girls on social media that are skinnier than me being called fat. I'm like, what the heck? Like, then what does that make me? But I know I look good. So what is going on? Like, why are people bashing each other that way? Exactly. And that's what this whole issue is with um, how we perceive people on social media. Like we see all these photos of models and like all these girls on Instagram or Twitter. And it just makes you want to kind of compare yourself in a way. And that's honestly not how we should be. You should be able to accept our own standards, but that's just, it's just such a huge issue. So what do you guys think about Facetune and altering images? Like, should that be acceptable? That is an interesting subject just because, you know, I had a little space in here and there on my Instagram. I gotta see about those temples and stuff, but that can be taken so, like, far sometimes. Like, I have this one picture on my Instagram that it's, like, pretty edited, and I don't look like that. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> honestly, like, after a while, I was like, no, like, what, there's no point of this. Like, when they see me, obviously, I'm not going to look like that, so I just honestly, like, haven't facetuned, except for a pimple, you know? Have you guys I still seen this one video where it was all over TikTok, but just... This- guys they were holding up like the before and after pictures of girls and they were saying oh, oh my god I can't believe you look like that like this compared to this have you seen that video I don't know what I'm talking about but I, I haven't mean, seen that video but men do love bashing on women mm-hmm. making them feel so insecure sometimes mm-hmm. they like to say that's not how you really look like mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they post photos and they it's the same exact thing I think it's a little bit calmer but um there's this stigma of men have to be strong muscular guys and they do face to them their their um pictures of them working out to make them look like their muscles are bigger or whatever Mm -hmm. so it goes both ways I think for women it's a little bit more exploited though I think that's a good point. It does go both ways as far as editing, like men and women both do it, but it's only men that are shaming women for it. Like you don't see a woman ever telling or like bashing on men or giving hate for them doing that. Always the other way around. You know what? I don't see it a lot of though. Um, we do see it sometimes, but women bashing women for face tuning a photo. What I think. Um, when I think of, like, social media and how it affects your self-esteem, I also think about, like, how different, like, standards are now than back when we were younger. Like, now girls my age or, like, my cousin that's in middle school, it's, it's difficult to, like, tell her, like, hey, you don't have to look like that, you know? You don't have to make an image of yourself because, like, it's hard. Many people are looking i'm not saying they're looking like twins but there is similarities in a lot of people right now because of what social media picture is. that's you, so true i feel like this oh go ahead are you guys noticing a lot of like younger girls starting to wear more makeup like a yeah yes yeah. it's such an issue for younger girls i have a cousin she's like eight years old and she was telling me the other day that she wants to look like a tumblr girl you know, like that kind of description and she was explaining to me like you need a hydro flask and you need stickers and you need like a crop sock. Like, oh yes, she oh, was explaining to me of what it means. Yeah. yeah. I was so mind blown, I was like, Oh my gosh, at your age, I was like playing with jump ropes and stuff, I was not concerned. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sure mean, to problem. Because mm-hmm. like parents are
1: handing
0: over like they're spoiling their kids with iPads and iPhones and access to Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr. Yes. It's so so right. Yeah, I feel like that, they're underestimating they the age. power of social media. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Underestimating the power of social media is scary when you have a seven-year-old comparing her body to a twenty-one-year-old. That. Yeah. And I feel like every woman standard right now is to if like you have to go to the gym you have to have a slim waist thick butt, have your entire life together and if you don't look like that and you're not doing certain things then like it's like what are you doing what are you even doing you know that, though? I think that that has happened that's been happening for a long time we could look back in the 19 whatever era And see that the figure was very slim, super skinny. You have to be a housewife. You have to do this. But it's more exploited now because of social media. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. So it's been happening. But people are now starting to realize it because everyone's coming out and saying, hey, look at what's happening to these little kids, you know? Yeah, I also want to touch on that. I'm doing a class for English and there's a chapter in the book that talks about um, what's it called, princess. It talks about gender stereotypes, and it says the dangers of princess culture, and it talks about how like, young girls, they're exposed to the princesses and how like, spoiled they are, and like the entitlement they grow, the idleness, they satisfy everyone, everything, they become selfish. And I'm just thinking, like, I think this is where all the girls are, coming from like they want to be a princess they want to be they want everything handed to them mm-hmm. and then they kind of grow like once they get into their adolescent. what's the word they become reliant on positive affirmations they think that oh if i get this i won't have to work i would and other people will be able to work for me and i won't have to do this it's like like self-reliance, mm-hmm. like relying on like affirmations of other people to recognize your work—is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can go into popularity in social media and being an influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I, I wonder if influencers really do it for their own um, gain and not for. Um, like, the affirmations that Hasey was talking about right now, because I don't know, like, I find myself, sorry, I find myself in the same situation, like, posting on Instagram, like, how many likes do you have, oh, did my friends Mm -hmm. comment on this post, like, that's Mm -hmm. so dumb, like, the last post I posted on my Instagram, I really got ready just to post on Instagram while I'm in quarantine, I got ready for an IG post, I didn't even get ready for myself, which was so annoying, Mm -hmm. I think that. that's where Instagram models come in because they don't—they do it because of those positive affirmations and also the money. There's a word called clout that is mm-hmm. really right now. And I forgot I, about that word. Yeah. <laughs> <I feel like laughs> positive. Honestly, like, oh, you're so good. Oh, you're so talented. You look so good. You know, the more likes you get, like, look at big celebrities like Kylie Jenner right you now. Like, she's Self-made, like in a way, she represents herself good. And another way is also just all positive affirmations where she does Facetune. It it's not helping young girls who are looking up to her. Well, do you guys know like of a solution to like all of these problems and all the negative self-talk we have on social media and everything? Like, is there even a solution, or are we just gonna? Um. Honestly, I feel like it's not a solution that we should be looking for. I mean, obviously, social media is a huge role in our generation right now. I just feel like we need to help spread the awareness to just, you know, not take body imaging and trying to compare yourself to other people seriously. Like, mm-hmm. be able to post your own pictures, post what you want, your body, your face, however you want, and then just not feel scared like other people are going to judge you and just be able to be confident enough. Feel Be like, that's me. That's my photo. I I see. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, there's this one that you take when you are in high school. It's um, like you're learning about yourself. What is that course called? It's like um transpersonal psychology. Um, no, it's not transpersonal tra- psychology. Everyone took it. It was at um Logan. Um, but it was talking about like yourself and like knowing your worth. It was like a personal development course. Um, but I think those personal development courses should be in K through 12. They do have it in K through 12, but like in elementary schools, because people are growing up with social media and personal development and learning about social media and learning about what you're posting or your self-worth is important at that age. What class is that? It was like a personal development course. Um, I forgot her name. I'm gonna write this down. Oh, uh, Miss Cross. Um, yes, I think she taught one. Yeah, I heard all about her. But I had forgotten about that. I had, I had that class, and I didn't learn anything. <laughs> and that's that's the reason there's some good teachers that should be teaching it's like life skills or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, life skills. Yeah. They should be, you know, promoting your self worth and social media. um, like what you should post, what you shouldn't post. I think it's also important in in this social media, like the positive part of social media and how it helps with self esteem. Is there's a lot of more body positivity. I think that there's, you know, Instagram models, yes, but there's also Instagram models that are different types, different. Um, skin tones I think that's the positive of social media and that is something that should grow more instead of focusing on the negative the body for thing. sure yeah I see that movement growing a lot too in all platforms I feel like where there's like some negative, like there's always that group of people that are always shedding light on what really matters Maybe that's something, you know, each of us should try to focus on and spread awareness about. Yeah, I remember in high school, like, all throughout like, school, from elementary to middle school, I was bullied for years. I mean, of course, all of us were bullied, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, up to high school, I my perception of beauty was my perception of beauty was extremely shallow. Like, it was rock bottom. And I asked myself so many questions, like, oh, why aren't I good enough? Or what is it that they have that I don't have? I asked my, I asked, I questioned my worth every day. But nobody, you know, really cared because I didn't have that friends that supported me in a way because they were okay with stepping all over me. And so I remember these two girls specifically. One said she literally stuck a punch me in the face. The other girl said, if I don't wear makeup, I'm told even surgery will be able to fix me. And if I do wear makeup, I'm told even makeup wouldn't fix me. And that I'm just fake and I'm uglier, uglier without makeup. And that, friend, I'm sorry to cut you off, but how old were you when this happened? Oh, I was in high school, <laughs> like senior year of high school, oh my God. and I considered I considered them as my best friend, and even after college. But after realizing my worth, they were fake. They were fake the whole time, and I couldn't believe myself that I stuck with them and allowed myself to get stomped over. And so the whole time, I thought being a daughter. Instagram model would make me any prettier or a Tumblr girl. I was wrong. True beauty comes from one's own identity, the ability to recognize it and shamelessly live with your flaws. And I thought, okay, maybe it's time to know myself a little better and realize where my true beauty lies. And like, it took the self-love, it was non-existent. I had no self-love, and it took so long to get to where I'm at, and so, yeah, really, honestly, you just have to be your number one ally, because at the end, you have no one else but yourself. But how did did you get there from, like, thinking that you, like, were totally, like, ugly, whatever, and... How did you get to the point where you are at now? Because right now you're saying, oh, you know, that's like the old me, basically. So how did you get there for the people? I cut off off everyone that did not bring goodness into my life from all the safe self-hatred and the belittlement. All of that taught myself. It taught me how to love myself. It taught me to defend myself in order to, in order to love myself, it was a journey, like, just accumulating all the pure entertainment of bullying from so-called friends, like, you have to get rid of the negativity, like, it's hard, but you have to, and once you get rid of all of that, you'll be so, so proud of yourself. I'm so proud of that. I'm just proud, of you. I'm proud That's of something to be I'm extremely proud of. Proud of. I'm We're so proud, proud of you. We're proud. You. We're proud, of, proud. Yeah. My heart's beating so fast here, I'm so happy you shared that with us. You're thank sharing you for that with sharing everybody that. that's listening. But mm-hmm. I guarantee so many girls are relating to what you just said so much. Yes. And they're holding on to that toxic friend that makes them feel so insecure and so unworthy when in reality everyone is so worthy and so capable of loving themselves the way you have also. Mm-hmm. And like I learned to occupy, I learned to occupy myself like as a distraction. I learned to be the enhanced version of myself and keep my standards high because I know when I break table I just refuse to be treated anything less than the goddess that I am. Oh, it's yes, that it does. Deep. I'm snapping right now. Can you guys see that? <laughs> I can too. You are, so you are so inspiring. I love that you should. I know. This is like my favorite topic. I love to talk about this. Wow. Well, there we go. I don't know how you, anyone could follow it up. That was just like... I know. I am like, what should I say? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think one thing we can also talk about as women of color um is the fact of cultural beauty um we all have our own things because of our culture and I think if we accept that and we you know um learn about it it also helps you love yourself and who you are mm-hmm. but there can also be a lot of negative negativity within your culture a lot and I think in any everyone's culture there is you have to be this certain way, you have to have this certain hair, you have to dress this certain way, you have to be this certain size. So if one person doesn't fit into their own culture, you know, that could bring up another issue. Yeah, lately I've been seeing a trend on social media where Latinos like do that white Latino check, everyone thinks I'm white, but really I'm Latino. And like, it's a hyped up thing. And it's so interesting because in my last trip to Mexico, so I'm like I have light hair now, and everyone was calling me calling me "huerita," which is uh, translates to blondie, and everyone was like, "Oh, she's a blondie! Like huerita! Hello, look at that huerita!" And I was like, "What the heck? Like, all y'all are noticing is how my hair is blonde and how like what like I look more American now, so that makes me better." I did not understand that. Like to me, I thought it was just a hair color. I didn't know it went that deep until I went to Mexico. So just to give people a background, you had like really, really dark hair. Yeah. Before, and then you dyed it blonde. Yeah, there I just were, wanted to be blonde. Yeah, there, there, it, there's gonna be a difference, you know? It, I think in certain areas, they don't have access, a lot of access to the a, a lot of privileges that we have here. So, it could make it look like you're better than someone when you're just doing what you want to do, you know? Yeah, I was just so surprised by that when I went over there. And then when I saw this trend of like, oh, white Latino uh, trend, I was that's like, true. wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. I have not, I don't know how trend. I feel about it. I see it all the time on TikTok, maybe that's because I watch. What comes up on my feed tends to be a lot of, like, my culture of, like, Latino stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys experienced that, like, feeling where you have to, like, Americanize yourself or, like, in order to be, like, accepted and stuff? No, but I have had the opposite feeling where I am too white or I because I don't speak Spanish. I'm a Latina. I do not speak Spanish. I sound completely American in all ways. And there's no way of me fitting into my culture. So there's some people even the store if I'm bringing like a person at my job. Or there's people who get mad because I don't speak Spanish. Um, or there's people that look at me and they're just like, oh no, you're not Latin. You're American. And I'm just like, well, America, you're everything. You're not just like it can't fit into the culture I feel I I think go ahead sorry um it's okay I I feel that too um because I'm not Spanish speaking and then also a lot at work whenever customers approach me and they try to talk to me in Spanish and you know when I tell them I don't speak Spanish it's just like they are sitting there and they're judging me and I've had a couple customers already like I can hear them talking with their family and they're like they're calling me bad words in Spanish and I mean I can understand those and they just think that I not like like I can't hear it or I can't understand it or it doesn't like bother me but it is kind of something that that has bothered me in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. It, I think what they forget. go ahead. I think what they forget to recognize is that generations before us stopped speaking our own language in order to stop being oppressed so much and because of that like a lot of parents don't teach their children spanish and forget spanish because their parents don't teach them and it really isn't your guys fault at all that you don't speak spanish like that doesn't make you any less cultured or latinx than you are mm-hmm. um, yes, i understand that <laughs> I speak Spanish, um, but I don't look Mexican. I have a lot of um, Mexicans telling me, "Oh, you look Filipino or "You look Asian." Um, no, you can't be Mexican. You look too. Your eyes are, you know, a, a certain way. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, stop me from loving my culture and learning my language. Like I grew up speaking Spanish. I was born here, but my grandparents spoke Spanish, so I didn't know any English. I knew a couple words, but mainly everything that I knew, all my books, all my studies were in Spanish. So once I started going to school, was when I started learning English. And it's just a difficult thing to, you know, realize that your own people are telling you, "Oh no, you are not Mexican because you don't look like that. That's that's not cool. That's really hard. That's a hard thing to too, especially your own cultural college um, Rejects you. That can also go into our beauty standards. The fact that you know we're supposed to look a certain way. Or um, I changed completely from what I was two years ago. I had long black hair. I had no piercings. I looked more like a Hispanic, a Latina. And now that I cut my hair, I have piercings. I dyed my hair. Now, like you said, Ari, I'm more Americanized in that way, mm-hmm. where people look at you kind of weird. You know what I noticed? I feel like in the um, Latino culture, like long hair, no piercings, no tattoo, um, really, really tan skin, that's what makes you beautiful. And I feel like if someone cuts their hair, it's a facial piercing, or, you know, get something else done for them. a tattoo. Person, yeah, or a tattoo. They're looked at mm-hmm. as... Or um, they—they're trying to be American. So I think that beauty standards are very different, and with two different generations, we grew up with technology. The generation before us didn't. So it's very hard. The beauty standards have been totally flipped. Yeah. Hey, so I want to hear your perspective because you're the only uh, one that isn't Latinx in this podcast right now yeah uh so we're talking about the beauty standards in our culture right Mm -hmm. so my culture korean so yeah the korean standard is very very high there's so many expectations and you have to fit into this one there's only one category you have to fit into and you have to be skinny and if you're not skinny then you're not beautiful and the category consists of fair skin, long seeming legs. You basically have to be a doll. And if you're not a doll, you're just not considered beautiful. And there are a lot of female pop idols in Korea. They, everyone struggles with body image. And there's a lot of videos and photos that shows the before and after, and it's so so shocking. You know, what? something else that you brought up that like, can be like something we can talk about right now is um, um surgery mm-hmm. and how it's normalizing a lot now. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I have conflicting thoughts about surgeries because um, I, I, I I'm all for girls getting whatever they want. Like, if you have an insecurity and you want to fix it, fix it. But the way that it's, like, growing so, like, normalized these days, it's it's just crazy. But then again, like, I'm pulled between two different um, feelings. Like, I think it's okay. But, like, damn, everyone has plastic surgery at the same time. You know what? The way that I... Kind of grew up, if you want to get a plastic surgery, go ahead. and I'm not saying I, I'm promoting plastic surgery, but if that's what you want and that's what you want, go ahead and get it. But I think that that comes with a lot of thought and um, you have to have a sense of maturity for even considering plastic surgery because who knows if even in two years you're gonna you're gonna want that surgery, you know? and that's very true um, another thing is that i think we've all considered plastic surgery i've considered plastic surgery i think mm-hmm. everyone oh yeah oh yeah to, maybe down the road if i really want to if i have enough money if i have mm-hmm. people telling me to then i will get this done and this done and it i think it's a it's a addictive trait to have um plastic surgery and is could be very toxic for a person if they're not in the right mindset. I feel like that's what everyone, we're just way too hard on ourselves and notice things that other people don't even notice. Yeah, that's very true, but that's also because one person could have pointed it out when we were- Yes. Old and then it sticks with you. Yes, the one thing that sticks with me is my arms. I'm a Latina woman. We have thick black hair. My arms stand Mm -hmm. out. And I've been told by multiple people, oh, your arm hair for this and that, or like you know, or oh, you not. should shave it. Yeah, and if I wanna be hairy, I'ma be hairy, okay? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to admit, I've <laughs> shaved my arm hair before, and that's normally for big events, like you know, <laughs> in high school, like prom, so wouldn't show up on photos. Um, but now I'm just like, you know what? Like, who cares? Like it it's a part of my culture. It happens to every Latina. I don't care. You know, it's going to be. It's exactly like that. Like, it's my culture. This is because I am Latina. I have black, straight, dark hair, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to shy away from it. It's just because, you know, some people are saying, oh, it doesn't look good. Well, you got to learn to love it or not. Mm hmm. And I don't get how it makes other people uncomfortable. Like, if it's my body, why are you uncomfortable with it? Exactly. that's true. Um, for high school, I had my, a photo shoot, and we hired a photographer, like I say. I got the But um, when I got the photos back, um, you, you could clearly see my arm hair in the photos. But it was very clear that my arm hair was edited out of the photo and at at first I'm just like well thank god they did but at at second I'm just like is it that noticeable and it made me insecure Yeah. you know so it's just the power of editing that can also bring up those Mm -hmm. all right guys that's gonna conclude our podcast thank you to everyone that joined in and to everyone that shared during this podcast shout out to Hesu for getting personal and trusting us with your personal experiences and everyone else for being vulnerable and sharing what is true to us join us for our next podcast guys thank you